0: Where the Providence River meets the Narragansett Bay lies the city of Providence, Rhode Island. Providence is the biggest city in the smallest state of America. As far as major cities go, it's quaint but urban, adorably bustling, and eclectic while still feeling like a city of importance. The buildings have history. In a city that started in 1636 as a port of harbor, the place is filled with connections to commerce, naval trade, and much of the American jewelry industry finds its roots in the city of Providence. The architecture is varied. You can find architecture from colonial to Tudor style all on the same block. And from the winding river walk, you can see tugboats meandering the harbor, or a stroll by Brown University, all while enjoying a good cup of coffee, because it turns out Providence also sports the highest concentration of coffee shops of any city in the US. Right now, all of Seattle just took a collective gasp of shock. Astonishingly, Providence is even more caffeinated than Starbucks' hometown. Who knew? All those things are nice. But you know what I love about Providence? I love how their lights flicker. I'm Scott Byer, and this is the Love Better Podcast, where we explore the truths and the lies about love, and more importantly, how to turn love into a skill, something we can get better at and hone along the way. Every night at 8.30 in Providence, Rhode Island, the lights flash. The skyscrapers, the hotels, campus lights, even the tugboats at the harbor. And as you closely look, you'll see it isn't just the buildings. There are people standing on rooftops with flashlights, cars flick their high beams back and forth, and even late-night bicyclists stop, point their headlamps, and blink three times. Because at 8.30, every night in Providence, the city says goodnight to the children of Hasbro Children's Hospital. And for kids with cancer, respiratory issues, heart problems, or just a tough case of pneumonia, this is the moment they've been waiting for. Having been armed with their own flashlights by the nursing staff, the kids run to the windows and flash back twice to the city that took a moment to remember them. It's completely anonymous, and that is what makes it beautiful. When was the last time your love was anonymous. The word anonymous comes from the Greek. It literally means without a name. These kids are being shown care and concern by a nameless group of citizens, and so, to them, it is as if everyone in the city loves them. By removing the individual name from the equation, somebody loves me turns into everybody loves me. Anonymity amplifies the effects by hiding the source. In Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, he says, Love does not envy or boast. Love is not arrogant. Jesus describes anonymous love as the person who gives, not letting the right hand know what the left hand is doing, and that they do so in secret. Anonymity allows the love to shine by hiding self. You cannot gain anything by anonymous love. There is no opportunity for reciprocity or notoriety. And oftentimes, there may not even be a chance to see the effects of love that's offered anonymously. The only blessing is the knowledge that you have been a blessing. And the Bible is packed with examples of anonymity. The Samaritan woman, you don't know her name, but she changed the world. The widow who gave two mites, you don't know hers either, but Jesus marveled at her. The blind man of John 9, who stood by Jesus even when his own parents wouldn't. No idea what that guy's name is, but boy, his courage is something. The woman of Shunem that helped Elisha. Or the widow of Zarephath that fed Elijah. Or the boy of John 6 that contributed the bread and fish that Jesus used to feed 5,000 souls. Or what about the anonymous faithful of Hebrews 11? After spending much of the chapter naming these great people of faith, by the time you get to verse 35, it simply says, some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth. Who are these some, these others, the anonymous they who loved God more than all the trappings of the world? Turns out those of whom the world was not worthy have no worldly name to be remembered by. We have absolutely no idea who they were. And that is exactly the point. Only God knows. To show love to others anonymously is to trust God to reward you. It is an act of faith that glorifies Him rather than us. So I ask again, when was the last time your love was anonymous. When was the last time you paid for someone's meal without being caught in the ridiculous pay-it-forward drive through line? I have opinions about the pay-it-forward phenomenon, but I digress from the main point. Or bought a grocery gift card just to hand it back to the cashier to use for someone in need. Or mowed a neighbor's lawn while they were out of town. Or shoveled snow for that elderly couple down the street. How about leaving a positive review for a specific employee after visiting a business? Those things get read, and far too often reviews are negative instead of positive. This is especially a kindness if it's a small local business. Leave a book worth reading in a public place to share. Send a card to someone with a kind word about them. One so heartfelt and real that it would be awkward to normally say it out loud, but then simply sign it, a friend who sees you. Or like my friend, Paul Hawthorne, carry around a pack of gold star stickers and hand them out to folks proudly exclaiming to them, you get a gold star. Donate blood or platelets or sign up to be a bone marrow match. If you're really feeling bold, did you know you can join a registry for matching kidneys? return someone's shopping cart for them, or buy flowers and leave them on someone's random doorstep. Technically, I understand some of these are not strictly anonymous, but if you are a person that appears in their world only to disappear a stranger soon after, it is as good as being anonymous. To them, you are without a name. Or perhaps the greatest act of anonymous love pray for people. They will never know, but you will change their life. Jesus tells us to even pray for our enemies. Anonymously entreating the creator of the universe on behalf of those that hate, irritate, or harm you, that is definitely worthy of the statement, love better. And all of this brings me back to Providence. Perhaps it's the fact that I have a child regularly making visits to a children's hospital right now. Or maybe it's the fact that the 8.30 magic minute of love is happening in a city named Providence. Unseen people providing a need in small ways is poetic, and I love a good piece of beautiful poetry in this world. Or maybe it's that this anonymous love is being shown to children. The group of people Jesus uses as the definition of the least among you. But for whatever reason, I realized something. Every one of us is just like those fine people of Providence. Maybe you're the person in your car, just trying to get somewhere in heavy traffic. Or perhaps you're the tugboat driver, pushing a heavy load of your own. Or the student at university that feels they still have a lot to learn before they have anything to offer, Or the manager of some mega hotel that could easily find life too busy and the people there around already too important to take the time. Or maybe you're the people on the rooftop who are in the middle of a party and who has the time to think about something as depressing as a kid in a hospital when there's a party going on. The people of Providence could easily find reasons not to, but they each, of their own accord, without notoriety or name, stop point their lights toward the need, and shine goodnight to the little ones. I mean, come on. You gotta love it. Well done, Providence. Well done. One of my favorite parts about the goodnight lights of Providence, most of them are handheld, blinking lights that each represent an individual reaching out from wherever they are in a building on their bike standing on the shoreline up river down river jesus tells us to be the light of the world and to shine those lights in a way that glorifies him if you want to love better stop worrying about who you are or who gets credit and just find your flashlight and start waving it around maybe you have a searchlight to shine as a beacon Maybe your light feels like it's burning a little low. It doesn't matter. In the darkness, all light is a blessing. There's a bravery that can be found in anonymity, too. When you aren't worried about the credit, it turns out you typically, you're just not worried at all. Who cares what other people will think of you for your generosity or kindness? They don't know who is on the other side of the gesture. They just know the gesture. One of my favorite anecdotes about the goodnight lights of Providence is the Brown University Sciences Library. The library is situated not far from the children's hospital and originally was not at all involved with the project. Until a nighttime security guard started going to the roof and using his flashlight each night. Because why not? And today... The science library has installed an entire LED apparatus on their building, complete with upgraded lumens and automated timing because the science and engineering guys got involved and, well, turns out the building looks like a giant robot saying goodnight to the kids now. From security guard to library LED, because anonymous love makes the act of love contagious. Forgive the pun, but puts the spotlight where it belongs learn to love better love anonymously if you've listened this far hopefully we've done something to help make your life a little bit better would you mind returning the favor and helping us by subscribing to the podcast through your favorite platform by sharing with others or leaving a review on apple Podcasts? you help us reach more people Also, if you want more information about the work I'm doing at Eastland, visit us at eastlandchristians.org or my personal Bible site, biblegrad.com, where you can sign up for daily Bible devotionals called Bible Bites and receive them in your email each morning. Take online Bible classes or find videos that will help you study through the Bible throughout the year. And until next time, remember you are loved. So go love better.